0: Lord, we pray as the prophet Jeremiah did, from a troubled world, but we do not ask your vengeance upon our enemies. Rather, we ask for the courage not to be intimidated by the world and seek to be graced, to be enlightened and empowered, so that we may order our lives and our society to live in your peace, secure in your love. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you, In the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Jeremiah.
1: Jeremiah said, I hear the whisperings of many. Terror on every side. Denounce. Let us denounce him. All those who were my friends are on the watch for any misstep of mine. Perhaps he will be trapped, then we can prevail and take our vengeance on him. But the Lord is with me, like a mighty champion. My persecutors will stumble, they will not triumph. In their failure, they will be put to utter shame, to lasting, unforgettable confusion. O Lord of hosts, you who test the just, who probe mind and heart, let me witness the vengeance you take on them. For to you I have entrusted my cause. Sing to the Lord, praise the Lord, for he has rescued the life of the poor from the power of the wicked.
2: The Word of the Lord. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, through one man sin entered the world and through sin, death. And thus death came to all men inasmuch as all sinned. For up to the time of the law, sin was in the world. Through sin, though sin is not accounted when there is no law, but death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those who did not sin after the pattern of the trespass of Adam, who is the type of the one who was to come. But the gift is not like the transgression. For if by the transgression of the one man the many died, how much more did the grace of God and the gracious gift of the one man, Jesus Christ, overflow from the many? The word of the Lord.
3: The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. We're reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to the twelve, Fear no one. Nothing is concealed that will not be revealed nor secret that will not be known. What I say to you in the darkness speak in the light. What you hear whispered proclaim on the housetops. And do not be afraid of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, Be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in Gehenna. Are not two sparrows sold for a small coin? Yet not one of them falls to the ground without your father's knowledge. Even all the hairs on your head are counted. So do not be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Everyone who acknowledges me before others... I will acknowledge before my Heavenly Father. But whoever denies me before others, I will deny before my Heavenly Father. The Gospel of the Lord.
0: During a severe storm, a young mother was tucking into bed her little girl, and obviously she was afraid. So as the mother was about to turn off the lights, The girl said, Mommy, will you stay in my room tonight? And uh, the mother replied, No, my dear, I have to stay uh, with your daddy in our room. The little girl paused for a moment, and then she said, That big sissy? (laughs) Fear is a natural human emotion. Of course, uh, Jesus today addressed it, and he said, Fear no one. But then he also said, Fear only the one who can destroy your body and soul. Send it into Gehenna, which was a a symbolic word for hell. Of course, uh, we know what uh, that, that one who can destroy body and soul, who that is, it's, it's the devil, it's sin that is, that is around us and sometimes within us too. So Jesus told us to, uh, to be careful uh, and at the same time be, be aware of his presence in our lives because with him we can overcome anything, we know that. Jeremiah today in the first reading was praying, but praying for vengeance. As we heard, even his friends turned out to uh, watch for his every misstep so they would have something to accuse him of so they could say, aha, look what he's doing. So he was praying for vengeance, and what happened? God didn't answer his prayer. What he gave him instead was more courage to continue preaching, even the times were very difficult. Yes, at 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 times, Jeremiah's ministry was we can say easy because the leaders, civic and religious, were good people that followed the the laws of the Lord. But when they were not, that's when it became challenging. And when he spoke, they wanted him dead. So sometimes he was angry with the Lord, saying, Lord, you tricked me into this ministry. And of course, the Lord said, look, I'm giving you everything you need. Just speak with courage. Those who want you dead, those who look for every misstep they will be ashamed one day, they will brought shame upon themselves and how, because of how they lived how they conducted their lives you just be focused on your ministry do what I'm calling you to do fear no one so Jeremiah used this, this uh, the Lord reaching out to him as a, point, as a turning point in his life transition to be even more courageous especially because he was the only one that was willing to speak. He was the only one, the only prophet at that time. So we see great, great courage in him. And, of course, that reminds us about how powerful the Word of God is. In fact, Jesus said we, we need to proclaim it from the housetops. It's not just to be kept in private. That's why in the second reading we heard St. Paul writing to the Romans and to all of us saying, Look, through Adam... Sin entered the world, but through Jesus Christ, something great happened. Mercy, grace, eternal life entered the world. So he, in a sense, says Jesus Jesus is like a new Adam. Look what what he brought. Again, turning point that led to transition from the life of sin to the life of grace, goodness, compassion, and everything Jesus told us to, to be and to do. So that's what, what the, scripture is to, to the scripture today is about. Turning point that leads to transition. Again, you know, we now live in the post-pandemic world. What kind of world will, will it be? What kind of society will we see around us? What kind of parish, parish community will we be? Again, courage. Do not be afraid, Jesus tells us. Just invest everything God has given you into being the kind of person God wants you to be, being a community member, faith member member of this parish family God calls you to be, father or mother, son or daughter God calls you to be. So we see there are so many good, good examples how to do it, but we have to let the word of, word of God inspire us and guide us in ev- at every step of our life journey. There is, there is a story of a famous uh, basketball player, those of you who are sports fans will maybe recall uh, Kevin McHale, who was a, a power forward for the Boston Celtics. And um, his coach was Casey Jones. And he was known to be not very encouraging, so to say, towards his players. Like when they made a great shot or things like that, he would never like, cheer, them, uh, cheer them on or, or acknowledge that. So uh, Kevin uh, went to him and asked him why he was in this way. So he told him, look, Kevin, when you make a winning shot, a winning basket... 15,000 people are cheering for you. Then the reporters come to you after the game asking you questions. Your friends, your teammates are high-fiving you. It is when nobody is cheering, Is when you need a friend. In very simple ways. You know, life circumstances being recognized as turning points, transitions to what kind of person, what kind of friend, a uh, spouse, or uh, whatever role we have in our lives, we are called to be. But again, the word of God is not meant to be heard only here. There is a, a humorous story about, about a man whose wife was sick, and he decided to do all the cooking. And everything went well, and he became more and more ambitious, trying different recipes and things like that. So one day, he decided to uh, bake some bread, and as you know, when we try something for the first time, things don't go always well. <laughs> well so uh, what he did, he misread the recipe, and instead of uh, putting two ounces of yeast into the dough, he put two cups. <laughs> so his wife was calling out from the upstairs bedroom, asking him, Honey, have you put the dough in the oven yet? And he said, In the oven, I can't even keep it in the kitchen. <laughs> So, as I said, the Word of God is not meant to be kept in the kitchen. The Word of God is not even meant to be kept in the church. Yes, we hear it here, but only to do what? To give it flesh again and again. How we conduct our lives. That's, that's the whole point why we come here. Strengthened by the Eucharist, by the, the sacraments we celebrate here, we are called to take that Word and to bring it to those around us. Again. What, what happens here can be a, a turning point, a moment of transition. Again, so we can ask, what kind of parish family do we want to be? Do we share everything that has been given to us generously with, with, us, with, with each other, with this faith community? Jesus at the end said what? If we acknowledge him before the world, he will acknowledge us before our Heavenly Father. Can anything better happen to us? Jesus acknowledging us, this was my friend. This, this person lived for me and with me and brought my faith, my love to the world. That's, that's the whole point why God made us, why we are here. So let us live in such way. Let us live courageously in such way that we will indeed hear Jesus acknowledging us before our Heavenly Father so we can experience the eternal life with him that he came, us, he came to us to offer us. And... Let us be thankful for the Word of God that has the power to turn us around 180 degrees sometimes. That can be a powerful moment of transition from the old to the new. Thanks
1: for listening to this week's service. To stay up to date on the latest news involving our parish, please visit our website at goodshepherd sc.org.